Now to pull on the headphones and see how it sounds. Oh, that's great. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Odyssey Scoopcast, your source for the latest in adventures and Odyssey news still in podcast form for those who don't have time to read. I'm your host Garrett Vandenberg. Let's get started. <laughs> welcome back everybody. It's good to have you here. I'm sure you're all pleased to hear from me. I am proud to present you with the final part of our interview with Phil Waller. We did it. Yes, three episodes, three weeks back to back. And yes, we will continue this trend for as long as it is possible. We've got a great lineup coming up for you guys in the coming weeks. We've got our review of album 62, which I hope you've all had a chance to listen to those episodes or else we'll spoil them for you. So this is your forewarning. Go listen to all the episodes on the new album. If you don't have it yet, go buy it. What are you doing? Support the show. We also have a bonus episode coming up that may or may not get aired on regular time. I'm not sure how we're doing that one yet, but I did have the pleasure of having two very special guests on the show, which I will not tell you who they are yet, but be looking forward to that. Also, we have an interview with Nathan Hubler coming up and he even reveals some secrets about some upcoming episodes that are totally way off under the radar that nobody knows anything about yet. So that's exciting too. Anyway, all that coming up in the coming weeks. Until then, enjoy part three of our interview with Phil Lawler and you can just listen to it over and over again. These episodes are free. You can just keep playing it. One thing that I've noticed about you uh, personally in your writing style is that you're very passionate about certain things that you believe in. And I think it's fair to say that you've written a fair number of Odyssey episodes that have been a little bit more political or polarizing in nature. And I, I guess the question is, is it likely that those colors will shine through in your future writing for Odyssey? Well, it's interesting that you should say that. Uh, yeah, I, a lot of the early stuff that I did came from a very passionate um, place of, you know, there are things going on in the world and there's, you know, we need to we need to talk about those things in light of the program, figure out a way to talk about those things in light of the program. Um that that all came as an influence. I was highly influenced by the original Star Trek episodes when I was a kid. I love those. And uh, Gene yeah. Roddenberry was very big on addressing in science fiction and a science fiction future the problems of today in a science fiction future. So he did it in a – it was very uh, analogous. It was a allegorical kinds of things that would happen. So he would use a science fiction um, – some sort of science fiction yeah, thing yeah. to to you know to address a problem that we're having today, and so I thought that's a good thing to do. Also with Odyssey, we can actually incorporate problems that are going on in the society in our own microcosm, and so we did a lot of that. Problem with those episodes, of course, is that things change, and right, not everybody yeah. believes the same way as they used to, and so that's something that we've had to take into consideration as well. Just how the audience is going to accept this, or if they're going to accept it at all. Right. The people who grew up listening to Odyssey are the millennials, but as they became yeah. adults, their their views changed, and their yeah. views changed because of what happened in the church. Their views changed, and what happened because yeah. of the Catholic Church, what happened politically, and even what happened in the evangelical Christian Church. Their, their views have changed a lot, and so all that requires an adjustment. I mean, how do we maintain who we are, the truth of God's word, and how do we present that though in a way that people who are Postmodern in their views would even listen to. I'd you imagine. Know. I mean, as a writer, so, though, don't you have some freedom to just kind of tack it on and say, "Well, well that, that's the view of that character," and you can even have conflicting views of characters in the shows. And and I feel like that even helps people who are listening because now they can see, okay, I love this character and I love sure. this character, sure. and yet they disagree on on topics that you know I take a side of. Sure, I, I think going back to again this new character, Renee. Renee used to be a Christian, but then lost her faith. 
uh, she's an engineer, she's highly intelligent, and she comes from the science background. STEM is her thing, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. That's her thing. And so because of that, she's going to answer and has answered these questions from that kind of viewpoint. She doesn't get or want to get, or she looks at it very cynically, the whole idea of faith and what the faith response is and how that works. So from my view, the early stuff that we did on Odyssey dealt with things from a strictly evangelical religious viewpoint. And we had an assumption there that the culture still understood certain things about faith. Our culture, our common American culture, used to understand biblical principles, even if they weren't religious, even if they really didn't go to church. For instance, if I said Daniel in the lion's den to anybody walking on the street, they'd know what I was talking about. If I said David and Goliath, they'd know what I'm talking about as a metaphor yeah. for you know somebody small going up against a giant, battling them. Daniel in the lion's den. Now if you den. say Daniel in the lion's den, somebody's going to be like, uh, is that that guy with the, with the shoes? Yeah, yeah. Dan- they, Daniel with the shoes? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah seriously. <laughs> seriously. They're not, those used to be common knowledge, and so people could use them as cultural references. Not anymore. So, so we have to figure out how does that work? Yeah. So all that is to say the character of Renee is designed now to, to take those kinds of views and offer a, first of all, a reasoned response, right. but a reasoned response based on scripture and to get them to also understand that the two are not incompatible. When she finally does become a Christian, and because I, I assume she will, is she going to be a, a theistic evolutionist? Because that would be great. <laughs> we, we've debated all, a long time over whether she does. Everybody in Odyssey eventually becomes a Christian, it seems. <laughs> We're like, you know you can't what? Enter the town. It's like a conversion stewing pot. You the, go into Odyssey, you just catch Christianity. One of the big problems I had with the Left Behind books was if everybody could be converted this easily, there would be no need for a. <laughs> Nobody has any problem being converted on this. And you hear two things and it's like, oh, yeah, I guess the Christianity part of it was right. So I'm a Christian now. And it's like, yeah, really? <laughs> so true. It's that easy? That's a big problem with like Christian films, yeah, Christian yeah. movies that we see. They're, we're finally making inroads into major box office. But the reason why they're still made fun of and the reason why a lot of Christians don't even want to go see them is because the characters don't ring true because it seems so easy. You know, and even if they have angst, well, all we need is a song by one of the popular groups these days, and then they can go through a montage <laughs> of scenes, God's and all of a sudden they'll come out on it going, I've seen yeah. the light. Well, I think Ryan's pointing out that God's Not Dead is a prime example <laughs> of this nonsense. Well, the reason why a lot of people, a lot of folks have asked me about God is Not Dead, and I said, I, I didn't see it. And they said, well, you can't really talk about it. Okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be talking about it. But all I can tell you is that I have two degrees in philosophy. From secular <laughs> universities, I have never been in a philosophy course of any kind where the professor behaved like that professor behaves, ever. <laughs> That's not how we do philosophy. We don't do philosophy that way, especially philosophy professors. So for him mm-hmm. to make that kind of absolutist statement about something from the very beginning, from the get-go, so we're walking into a classroom, from the get-go, you're instantly going, no, that's not how it works. That's just wrong. Yeah. Well, as far as characters ringing true, though, is is there a line? Wooten, back in a few episodes ago, was talking about, he was having some conversation with, with, with some leftist or something. Yeah. And and she was saying, like, well, in order for your family to be new and to be edgy, all your characters need to have, uh, you know, terrible attitudes and they need to hate each other because that's what families do. Families hate each other. And Wooten's like, okay, yeah, entertainment is supposed to reflect culture, but isn't it also supposed to help shape it? I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. That um, So w- within that, though, I mean, 
I could I could see them maybe doing a feminist character. I think that would oh be great goodness. if we could have some kind of some well, they, tension they, there. But they, I mean, they, what they about have some a homosexual they did, character? They've had uh, they've had feminist characters. They had one. Uh, that's whole the let's get together festival and the, all that sort of stuff that's yeah. been going on in the, with the past thing. But the problem again, the problem with that is that it's very Ocarant. It's very it's very it's almost too. Um, it's not that not that those episodes weren't necessary and that they shouldn't have been done and that Paul did a fantastic job writing all of them. But, uh, you know, how long are those things going to last? Because they're relevant to the recent culture, it comes, it comes across. People can tell that they're being, you don't want to become dated too quickly, directly preached at. And, And so you have to be very careful about those kinds of shows and putting other things in them so that, that, that are timeless so that as they're replayed in years to come, we don't all of a sudden have a big chunk of episodes that are like so yeah. – because we've had that in the past where we've done things that were so uh, <laughs> yeah. either au courant or, or just not very well done right. that we said, okay, that's an episode that's never going to be heard again. We're just going to kind of get rid of that one. Yeah. yeah. Like like the one that that idiot writer wrote called You Go to You Go to School Where. We <laughs> oh, my goodness. I heard um, that one. Coming yeah. from – I think both Ryan and I uh, – you've been homeschooled as Absolutely, well. Absolutely. Since kindergarten. <laughs> so uh, – yeah, Phil. You, you, I, go to school you know where? what? I, 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 really? I, okay. <laughs> I, I'll take all the beating up for that. Uh, the assi- that was an assignment script. Uh, we were wanting to promote homeschooling at the time. Homeschooling was really new in the Christian market at that time. For the whole, for the whole, the whole Christian subculture, it was very new. So there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of stuff written on it at that point. Yeah. I have since been to conferences, homeschool conferences, and worked with uh, homeschoolers. Um, worked with you know uh, the homeschool defense league um, and yeah, yeah. worked on a lot of worked with them and worked with a lot of, of folks and seen now how and 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 to be you know to be fair to me too uh, homeschooling has changed a lot since I wrote that episode too oh, yeah. it's not exactly the same style I, I used all of the information I could find at that point yeah and there just wasn't a whole lot of information out there to to for me to put into the script so. But yes, I take full. It's all the unsocialized homeschoolers <laughs> not putting out any information on it. Yeah, yeah I, you know, <laughs> well, that's part of the problem with the Christian subculture too. I mean, a, a, a big problem. It's it's a it's kind of a necessary thing that's going to happen. But one of the things that happens is we have this very circle the wagons mentality. So something that happens that's unusual or weird in the culture, well, we don't want to address it. We we want to guard against it, and rightfully so. But we guard against it to the point where we put up walls and we circle the wagons and we've got the you know, guardians at the gate. Yeah. And we don't. Which is why, to answer your question a minute ago, I don't think we're going to see those characters on Odyssey. I don't think that's going to happen. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's right. I mean, for me, I think that it's more important. Again, if, if, we, if we go down that path, that's flavor of the month stuff. And yeah. by the time even we get it out there because of our lead time now. Yeah. It could be very passe. It could be stuff yeah. that we're we're all of a sudden uh, right. fifteen months well, behind where the culture is on this stuff. So to say that we, to, you know, to, for us to for us to chart down that path, and then we have to remain true to scripture. We have to remain true, remain true to scripture as it is as we have interpreted scripture, and you yeah. know, as as the organization, the folks in the family is interpret, interpreting scripture, as we personally are interpreting scripture. We tried to do that with Jungle Jam too, one of the, in our mm-hmm. own small way. When we did Jungle Jam, um, one of the things that I talked to Jeff Parker about was, uh, you know, maybe we should try to take that verse that you know the whatever verse it is that we're our theme Christian theme that we're going to do, and we'll we'll you know we'll put it into the we'll incorporate it into the episode. He said, yeah, we're going to do that, but we're also going to tell them right up front 
chapter and verse, this is who we are. So the Bible says in blah, 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 that this happens. Yeah. And that's who we are. And that's what we're going to learn about today on Jungle Jam. And then we go off into the episode. And he said, we're not going to try to hide who we are. And I thought, you know, that is yeah. really good. That's important. It's very important for us to be able to do yeah. that. Um, it's Now we have to develop, though, I think the tools, the argumentation tools to be able to say, um, you know, to be able to turn the postmodern view on its head, which which yeah. basically is, you know, if that's okay for you, it's okay for me. Well, yeah, then both of us are equally legitimate. So you need to listen to what I'm saying as much as <laughs> I need to listen to what you're saying. And I feel like one of the most important things any content producer needs to keep in mind when doing that, as I mean, I've seen so many Christian, you know, move, I mean, God's Not Dead being one of them, where they just demonize the other position and right. say, hey, look how bad their thoughts are. And look, right. we're right, they're wrong. You're, you're creating the, your own false straw man of the other side and then destroying Right. It. And like, that's not impressive at right. all. And it doesn't help anybody's, right. you know, it well, you know, to a certain help the Christians who already agree with you and it doesn't help the right. atheists yeah. who they don't are need a, they don't need a pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Part of this is we've been beaten up for so long in the mainstream media and the mainstream culture that now once, once we have the money and we have the chance to actually put films out there, we're kind of like, now we're going to reverse the situation. We're going to, we're going to beat up on people who are, who are, who've been mean to us for so long. Yeah. And, and so we've got to get over that. You know, we need a, a Christian Woody Allen. We need a Christian, you know, uh, Joss Whedon. We need these people yeah. who are really good at telling stories, uh, but who also are Christians. And what we're having right now is we have a bunch of pastors who are accustomed to writing sermons right. and they're, they're trying to turn sermons right. into stories right. and it's not <laughs> right. working. They want to present a sermon basically in a story. And if you can do that, that's great. Billy Graham, actually, his old films used to do that really, really well. And very carefully. So it, it is possible mm-hmm. to do. But again, we need folks who are really well versed in telling stories well. And that's yeah. we don't we're not quite there yet, but, but we're getting lack. there. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. So I guess what I was wondering is from what you've said about this new character, Renee, which we right. only heard one episode right. from, is, is she going to be kind of one of those characters we can latch on to and see? You know, rather than demonizing the other side, you know, she'll present, she'll be a lovable character. We're, we're going to actually get to know her a little bit, and then we'll be able to see arguments we disagree with coming from somebody we actually care about, as opposed to just seeing things we disagree about on people we've already labeled as the enemy. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. That's the whole idea. So one of the nice things I think we did early on with Connie, for instance, when she became a Christian, we had a series of episodes that were just the basics. We called it the Basics of the Faith series. So right after she became a Christian... We had an episode on prayer. We had an episode on faith. We had an episode on tithing. We had an episode on just the basics of the faith. And I kind of have that same mindset with Renee, except it's about the basics of what it means to be a Christian. And so she's going to deal with different aspects of that, uh, of Christianity. So the, the very first one is faith itself. Uh, you know, after that, it's about uh, not losing your faith, I think, is the next ones that she's in. And then... Uh, I'm working on one right now with her about w- the meaning of redemption. What does redemption mean? Is it possible to uh, for people to actually change? How is something redeemed? What does that What does that require? How does that work? And so, hopefully, the stories themselves will carry things along, so that we're not bogged down on too much of the preachiness of of the whole Christian aspect of things, um, because we don't want to do sermons. We want to tell stories, 
And we just right. want her to respond to these kinds of things and see how it works. And she's going to push back and see how this works. But, you know, there, the fear is, of course, that if you do your job too well by creating characters that push back too well, you could be arming kids as to, <laughs> right. you know, as to as to giving giving reasons why. Well, you know, she said this, and that we maybe I shouldn't be going to church. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this, or <laughs> why should I do that? You know, and you don't want to do that. Here's the this is the other thing that I think we need to to be very aware of. We need to understand that. Something you were saying a minute ago, Garrett, was that the idea that the people on the other side are just as sincere about their positions as we are about ours. And I have a feeling that a lot of us think that they don't really believe that. They're just saying it to be contrary. And so we, we really miss the idea that, no, 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 they're very sincere about their beliefs. They're very, very sincere. They've, they came, they put a lot of thought into them and came to a, that conclusion. If we're going to be apologists, we need to know how to do that really, really well. And we need to go back to the, our predecessors, the C.S. Lewis's, the Tolkien's, the people who did it really, really, really well. I mean, if there's if there's any example of what you're talking about in the Tolkien world, it is when Gandalf says to Frodo, when Frodo says, you know, I, I he's disparaging Gollum, and mm-hmm. Gandalf tells him, pity for Gollum is what kept Bilbo from killing him years ago. You know. Can, do you know people's hearts? He said that. Do you know somebody's heart? Do you know what's inside their heart? Do you know who they are? You know, you can't just automatically judge that mm-hmm. that Gollum is yeah. pure evil. And the character yeah. of Gollum, if you watch those films, especially this is what Peter Jackson did such a fantastic job with, the, yeah. the character of Gollum, you can see this awful, awful, terrible struggle going on inside of him. And they do a really good job of, you know, even though he is supposed to be the enemy, you can't watch those movies without developing a sense of compassion. Like, you want to see Gollum redeemed. Mm -hmm. You do. When Frodo says, I have to believe he can come back, Sam. I have to believe he can come back. That's He's talking about Gollum and he's talking about himself. He's talking about all of us. You know, there but for the grace of God go I. I could be just as bad as him if I allowed myself to do that, if God was not intervening on my behalf from the very beginning. And that's absolutely true for all of us. And so all of those things come, come into play in good storytelling, in really great storytelling. And that's what we really need in Christendom. We really need to understand how that stuff works. Could not agree more. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I, it's been awesome talking to you. You've had so many interesting. Uh, well, I hope I haven't bored you to death. I just have a tendency to prattle on, and I hope I haven't bored you no, to not tears. Not quite to death, but. <laughs> what a great interview! Phil is an interesting guy to listen to. He's got a lot of cool ideas. Knows so much about storytelling and the show that we all care about and love, Odyssey. Can't wait till we can have him back on the show. And actually, we may have to do that because we didn't get a chance to talk too much about Iliad House, which is his show, his personal show. And there is kind of a common thread because like Iliad, Odyssey, Homer, you know what I'm talking about. So maybe we can fit that in sometime. But until that point, if you're still hungry to listen to more Phil Lawler, you can go check out our archives on odysseyscoopcast.com. We actually have another interview that we did with Phil Lawler a little while back. You can also find lots of other cool interviews there too. Also remember to drop into odysseyscoop.com and say hey to Jacob there. He's the main guy who keeps this show happening, and by that I mean he's my boss. But the website's awesome. There's lots of cool stuff on there. And you should also take some time to stop into our forum, The Soda Shop, which you can find on the website too. All right, that about does it for this week. I will talk to you all very soon. Have a lovely week, and remember, never be without the Odyssey Scoop.